Today's guest is Daniel Daura, CEO of Pebblebee. Imagine being at the edge of an Icelandic volcano, heading back home, this is a tourist spot, but then realizing that you left behind your wallet and then remembering that you make a technology that can actually solve this problem. That had to be an awesome feeling to see it play out in real time. This is the kind of story you're going to hear in full detail if you listen to this episode, but you'll also have information coming from someone who has over 40 patents on tracking technology to help protect the continued innovation. Innovations that have allowed Pebblebee to make this affordable, so much so that it's even part of Costco. And the Costco membership price, chef's kiss. So you're going to want to listen to that, but also we dive into the ethics of the tracking technologies and what's being done to improve the security around them. This is a conversation you're going to want to listen to. And without further ado, Daniel Dara of Pebblebee. Daniel, you're with me today, and uh, I am absolutely grateful to have you here. I think there's going to be an interesting conversation and a treat for the listeners. Uh, how's the vibe today? You feeling great? Feeling great. Thank you, Phil, for having me on the show. Excited. Yeah, man. No, I, I think I think uh, more than ever in a world like today, is it really important to know where your stuff is as we become a multi-device yeah. person? You know, uh, first of all, it's in the interest of these companies to have more than one device that we buy from them. So there's that. Right. But then it's getting harder and harder to remember where we left our things. I know the other day I was holding mm -hmm. my key and wondering mm -hmm. where my keys were. The list goes on. Right. But your story in particular, which yeah. is where I think it's the perfect place to start, was really interesting. Yeah. You went to yeah. an Icelandic volcano <laughs> with the tech that you have and happened to accidentally leave your wallet by the oh. volcano. And then went, yes. wait a minute, my tech can help me find my wallet. Tell us the story. That's right. That's right. Yes. Um, so it's, I was very fortunate, you know, I'm just going to back up a little bit. I went to Norway, spent a couple of weeks there, and then we finished our trip in Iceland and it was me and my family and we go there. And when I land, I just, I'm so fascinated about the volcanoes and everything. And I was like, man, I can't believe I missed out on the volcano, which was, which happened a year or so ago. And I was like praying, I hope to God that maybe this volcano will erupt while I'm here, you know? And my wife is like, no, absolutely not. We don't want a volcano here. We want to go back home. I said, no, you know, it'll be fine. <laughs> you know? And so I, I was like praying, you know, and, and we kept on going on with, with everything. And then when we came back to uh, Reykjavik, which is the, uh, the city center, downtown, essentially the capital, uh, we got to the hotel or the Airbnb and the building started shaking. And we were like, what's going on? What's happening? I'm like, drop your bags. Let's get out of here. And so we got get out and go to the store and we're like, what's going on? And they said that this is normal. Volcanoes erupt here, you know, once every other year or so, or at least in the last couple of years. And so we got a little excited and I thought, okay, it looks like maybe there's going to be a volcano that's going to erupt. So this was about three or four days before, uh, maybe five days before we we're going to leave. And the last day, the next day we were going to leave. So the last day we had done a spa, et cetera. And then on my way back to the Airbnb, we saw this plume of smoke, you know, in the far distance. And I thought to myself, could this be true? Did the volcano just erupt? So it did. 
And so I dropped off my kids and my wife, except for my eldest, she's 15 years old and she is very adventurous and wanted to go. So we went, drove to nowhere because we didn't know where the volcano was. Nobody had known, there's no reports on it, but we just kind of followed the plume and figured out a way where we stopped in a spot where there were several uh, folks that were sort of guides, you know, that were helping or they actually wanted to go and reporters, et cetera cameras, you know, and uh, drones, et cetera. So we thought, okay, we'll start talking to people and we'll get, figure out a way. So we had to trek our own way. This is a no, no, I mean, initially probably I'd say 75% of it has already been trekked because of the previous volcanoes. But after that, it was new territory. We had gotten there and it's just a great feeling. You know, the earth is rumbling. It's just shaking the whole entire time, but you don't see the volcano yet because there was a hill. And so it's rumbling. We're like, we're feeling it. And we can hear the, you know, the, the rumble and we can smell the sulfur and just over the bluff, as we get up, I see it first. And it was just a rush, man. It's just like the heat hits you in the face. My daughter's behind me. I'm just so excited to share this moment with her. And there's no way I can explain it. Really. You have to be there to feel it, especially since it had just been about three, four hours when it had erupted, so it was just a fissure and it was just a line, big line that you can see this lava flowing out of. It's a fissure. It didn't look like a volcano, you know? And we got there and it's just the earth is rumbling. And I look at my daughter and like tears, you know, dropping from her eyes. Like she's like just awestruck, you know, and I'm, I'm even more awestruck seeing her than the volcano, you know? <laughs> and Anyway, long story short, we spent a couple of hours or maybe maybe an hour, actually, not even. Yeah. Uh, what am I saying? It's probably an hour. And then uh, the rescue team comes and like, you guys got to get out of here right now. It's toxic. Right. It's not healthy. You need to get out. It's very dangerous. And so they, you know, kick us all out and we had to hike back. And it was like a three, four hour trek. I mean, it's it's very hard. And on the way back, it was so um, cloudy and foggy. We ended up going a totally different direction. And then I had to use GPS and I figured my way back. So that's where I ended up dropping my jacket because it was hot. You know, I had my jacket in my wallet, this is my jacket, and I was holding it on, on my side uh, in a bag. But my jacket had, my, must have had fallen. It was a vest. And I got to the car at probably around midnight. Yeah. Maybe, you know, we we're so tired, exhausted. And the Tesla car, uh, luckily we had it uh, synced up with my phone. So it actually opened the door. Uh, but but the, the key, you know, the little card, Tesla card key um, was in my wallet. So uh, luckily I opened up the app, found out that last known location was that lo location where we got lost. So I asked rescue and they're like, nope, absolutely not. It's too dangerous. You can't go. And after an hour waiting, then I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go because I, I, I'm traveling tomorrow. I need all my stuff. So I ended up hiking all the way up uh, again. And then after about two and a half, three hours, got to the location, couldn't find it. Unfortunately, I looked for about maybe 10, 15 minutes because it tells you the last location, but you got to remember it was like three in the morning, right? It was dark. It was not hundred percent dark, but it was quite dark. And you couldn't find it. So then the rescue team shows up and they're like, you guys, you should not be here. You got to go right now. So they gave me the ride back down. I said, guys, please. Like, I know it's right here somewhere. I know it's here. I have a tracker. I know it's here somewhere. 
just can you come back and check for it? They're like, yes. So I get to the Airbnb by uh, four in the morning or so, 4.30. And by around 4.45, I get a text message. We found your wallet. Exactly where you told us where it was. Come back to the station tomorrow, pick it up. And so I came back and picked it up. I felt so um, embarrassed on my way back to the Airbnb because I was like, I have a company that helps people find and track their things and items and, and also prevents them from losing it. And so what happened was I have um, focus mode on after 10 p.m. Yeah, so I don't get notifications. <laughs> Same. <laughs> so, so, so if I had... I didn't have that. I would have gotten the notification on my Apple uh, watch and I would have like said, Oh, 10 minutes ago, I left it behind and I would have went and grabbed it. But I see it was a situation. (laughs) So uh, I felt embarrassed. But then when I got that text message, I was so proud. So definitely a proud moment there. Yeah, no. And the most natural question that comes from that is, uh, did you speak to them about the fact that this was your technology, the the search and rescue? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. In fact, what what was that like? Yeah, yeah. They they loved it. They, they, first of all, they didn't know that it comes in a form factor that is a thin form factor. And that's one thing that Pebblebee does is we have different form factors. And so they love that fact. They love the fact that we also integrate uh, seamlessly with Apple Find My, but we're also rechargeable. So very good for the environment, uh, eco-friendly. It's also very um, uh, better user experience for the customer because instead of having to order a battery and then try to open it, replace it, et cetera, and then throw, chuck that battery in the garbage, you, you, you know, it's, it's the... If you think about how many air tags are sold every year, yeah. it's about 200,000 pounds of lithium batteries in the landfill, you know? But furthermore, you know, think about it. You're traveling, et cetera. You don't have time to go and buy a battery, button battery. Like, you don't know. You just plug it in, USB-C, and then you're good, you know, yeah. for, for a year. So that's one thing that we do. And then, of course, we're, we're also launching with Google Find My Device. So soon, you'll have one SKU, one device, especially for retail in terms of overhead and reducing overhead and, and, and uh, uh, improving uh, experience is that you have one device that could be either Find My device on Google or Apple Find My. And we're the only company in the world that can do this today. I was going to say, I was looking at my notes and I yeah. saw that you had struck a partnership with Google, which is big in terms of scale. It's huge. Yeah, it's huge. That's, that's massive. I mean, it is massive. It's the only other product outside of Apple that really has that kind of scale uh, mm-hmm. that, that can mm-hmm. really deliver. And I, I was going to ask like, oh, you know, what's the difference between AirTag? But you answered it before I even got there. And I'm so glad that you said that because the amount of people who have just these dead AirTags laying around mm-hmm. because they don't want to go mm-hmm. through the trouble. It's like, yep. I can I can see why a major company, like a major enterprise doesn't want to do it because they want to bring in the profits instead of, but like then there are reasons <laughs> there, there are their own reasons you know i don't want to go there but yes there are reasons and and uh uh honestly uh we we've made that choice about six seven years ago to always have rechargeable rechargeability is important for us and so we've always made that choice and and honestly if you think about it obviously apple has has the the uh the numbers right yeah. the millions of devices out there so their network is very strong same as google you know, yeah. Android's network is very strong. And what we're doing now with uh, unwanted tracking, so preventing unwanted tracking yes. and reducing rogue uh, devices, and then also providing rogue, rogue tag uh, detection, is it's becoming the safest 
tracking solution in the world because if it's so strong that it works that it helps you track your items if someone walks by somewhere on the other side of the globe that means that the system's working that means that that person can also be notified that they're being tracked you see what i'm saying it's a catch 22 so really essentially in order for this system to work so well it means it's going to be super safe especially with the uh, uh new protocols that were were um, uh, helping Google and Apple and aiding them on uh, delivering this new protocol, which is through IETF, which is a standardized uh, protocol that's going to become to uh, it's going to be available to the market soon, and that essentially uh, unites both Apple and Google so that hey, if you have an Android phone, it's going to tell you that an AirTag is tracking you, if it's a rogue AirTag yeah. tracking you, and if you have an uh, iOS phone. It's going to tell you if there's a rogue Google uh, Finder device, you know, that, that you're being tracked uh, with. So, so that's going to be the safest network as opposed to getting a cellular device. Yeah. That's independent. You can't, there's no way that I'm going to know that someone's tracking me with a cellular device, right? So this is even safer using the Apple and Google uh, framework. Now, I think any great utility is going to be uh, brand agnostic in terms of, mm-hmm. uh, in terms of how it's going to serve. Uh, the consumer base. And I think you're doing it exactly the right way. And, you know, you have like, if I remember reading correctly, you have so many patents, probably over 40 in terms of tracking technology. Like is, is this, does this come from your days with working with Boeing or even earlier than that? Is this just always been a passion, just that kind of technology for you? Yeah, it does actually. It started off at Boeing, but we do have you know very, very valuable IP portfolio, fifty plus issued patents, which wow. I believe is is essential for market competition. Yeah, you know, and and it's really around this tracking tool. It's around the the crowd GPS, which which is essentially being impl- implemented right now by Apple and Google, and it really all started just from the itch of innovation is very important in in the U.S. and uh, this is what patents do. They protect innovators so that otherwise you're not compelled to innovate, right? Because you can innovate and someone can copy and do it and et cetera. And you know, like, why should I innovate? Okay. It's exciting. It's fun. It's good to add value in this world, but this is what IP is for is to help protect innovators. And I started at Boeing um, when I also helped innovate several. And in fact, I filed a couple of patents through Boeing um, one of them is to use uh, cellular communication for drones to communicate over that same transmission medium point to point, as opposed to going down to ground base point to point until one point at, at some point it does go to ground so that, you know, communication can flow to the, to the network. Uh, so that was uh, implemented because of the small form factor, because cell phones obviously are very small. They're tiny. They don't consume as much energy as these large modems that typically military systems use. So that's how it kind of got me into the itch. Obviously, I worked with a patent attorney and, and ever since then, we've been filing patents. No, man, I, I love it. I actually really like the name because, well, at least I understand the pebble uh, circumstance because it's small, right? Like, I, I, mm-hmm. I this is my assumption. But what was yeah. that meeting well, like coming up yeah. with a name? Because, yeah. yeah, 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 it looks great, man. It, honestly, yeah. it, it looks like it belongs on the keychain and wherever else you want it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, was mm-hmm. that an interesting meeting? Did you come to that with a whole team or did you already decide what the what the name of the product was going to be? <laughs> 
It's uh well, it's a combination of family and 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 a dog. You know, nice. my my, uh, my dog's name is Hannah B, or it was Hannah B. She she lived to be seventeen, passed away last year. But I know uh, Hannah B. And I would test it on my dog. I would always attach it to my dog to test, you know, every day. And we were at the beach and my kids would call the the, the little device the Pebble Bee because it, we were on the beach and it looked like a pebble and they would call it the Pebble Bee. And then I came home one day and I talked to Nick, which was my co-founder. Uh, and I said, hey, what do you think of Pebble Bee? This, you know, my kids call it the Pebble Bee. We looked it up. Pebblebee.com was available. We're like, it's very unique. You know, yes. it's catchy. It's fun. It's It's got that flair. And so we were like, let's go, you know? <laughs> no, I love it. I, that's the, Those are the best stories. It, it was very organic. And of course, yes. you got to make sure the URL is available. <laughs> yes, exactly. So All that was classic. the first thing. Go daddy. Let's go. Yeah. So what, what's distribution like? Can a consumer go and pick this up at a store now? Or, or what is this looking like? Yeah. Is this your current objective? Okay. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, online, Amazon, etc. But uh, we are going to be in Costco, all of Costco US in Costco, stores. Yeah, yeah. Um, in, a, in a couple of weeks from now. So we'll be available. And this would be a very unique exclusive product because uh, it's our V2 version uh, of the product. So it has battery, longer battery life, lighter weight. And um, we're, we're, it's it's for now. It's obviously only for Apple Find My because yeah. uh, Google hasn't launched yet. Uh, and it's a three pack. It's uh, two clips and one card. Oh, okay. And it's a it's a good member price. So yeah. No, hey, look, I'm, I'm all about it because I've I've been considering getting one. Uh, I've yeah. got a couple of dogs myself. Uh, so to know that the name originates with the story of a dog, yep. Hannah B. Yep. R.I.P. Yep. Hannah B. Now there you uh, go. <laughs> For me, that, that hits close to home, man. Um, and yeah. I know that many yeah. people have pets that they want to know where they're at and want to know if they're safe. And exactly. a, product, a product like this is perfect for it. What's it yep. been looking like yep. running a company like this? Because, you know, your background, you're very technical in that mm -hmm. aspect, but then there's this visionary aspect of this product, right? Yep. And then running a mm -hmm. team, working with a team. What has that been like for you, like stepping into that role and becoming that person? Is it just like mm -hmm. being a family man? Is it no different? <laughs> it, it sort of is, you know, because uh, it depends on everyone's situation is a little bit different. But in my case, I didn't have a mentor, you know, when I started Pebble B and, and I had to explore things on my own. It's like, you know, when, when you have your first child, uh, being a parent, it's not like you can go through a class of actually being a parent and then being like, Oh, let me restart. It's not like playing a game, right? Yeah. You, you're just, you just have this one chance and you just better do well, you know? And, and so entrepreneurship is, is really, it's marked by many uncertainties and frequent flick, uh, failures, uh, on a daily basis. It's, it's kind of like a, uh, never ending roller coaster. Right. And you never know what you're going to expect on the next drop. It's exciting, but it's also very tiring and it's, and it's, and it's scary. Um, but some, some get hooked and, and some just aren't equipped to get through the emotional drain. Uh, I didn't think I was equipped, but you know, I've somehow got through it. Right. And, and it's very, very difficult. Uh, I think the one thing that sticks out is perseverance and determination uh, that basically allow a founder to traverse through all of these difficult obstacles. Um, and it's, it's essentially an obstacle course, right? And you learn as you go through that obstacle course and you make sure you don't make the same mistakes and you strive to 
stand tall despite the constant inevitable uh, setbacks and rejections that you get on a daily basis. So, yeah. Yeah, you know, as I as I try to put myself in uh, in the shoes of what it would look like to try to get this as a digital marketer, I'm constantly like eventually leading that way in the conversation, and I'm thinking to myself, how would I bring this to market? That couldn't have been an easy thing because there are products that people already know, but your value prop is way better now. Trying to get a uh, the average day consumer to understand how this value prop is better, you have to do it so good that they don't even know it's a thing, right? So. What was yeah. that? What was that like? Was that where the bulk of your work was? Was to make sure that people understood you were an innovative product and that you were different in the market, mm-hmm. or what did that look like mm-hmm. for you? Yeah, uh, it's diff. It's diff- definitely it was different in the early days as opposed to the last couple of days when Apple released the AirDrop, uh, the the AirTag. Uh, it was definitely uh, an eye opener for a lot of people where now it became a thing, right? Before yeah. that, people just didn't get it. You know, even though there was other competitors out there, they still didn't really understand the concept. And then when AirTag came out, now everyone knew they understood and they got it. So that made our job a lot easier in terms of marketing. Um, but really it's about, uh, it's, it, I think, uh, Steve Jobs said that before, you know, the, the Japanese, don't boast how good of a quality their product is. They just have a good product, right? And this was at least back in the 80s. And, and their product just withstood the time, uh, uh, the test of time. And, and so what happens is, is essentially what we're trying to do is hopefully deliver the best user experience. And that is very difficult, especially when you have a small uh, consumer electronics product, uh, usually large quantities, and then also the pricing isn't that high, right? It's a twenty nine ninety nine uh, price point. Really? And so you have to kind of, yeah. So you have to kind of, you have to get, provide that best user experience. And then usually you don't want to use this product until you actually misplace something. <laughs> so it's almost like an insurance policy, right? And when you do, it better work, right? So it's, yeah. a, it's a tough, tough uh, market to be in. And what we strive to do is have best user experience and that really comes along with best quality, you know, great quality, et cetera. And so that's kind of our angle. It's just, it's a very difficult market. It's a very difficult product to deliver best user experience, but that's what we strive to do. And with time, we've started penetrating and becoming uh, a, a well-known brand, even, you know, partnering with Apple and Google. I mean, Google and Apple don't partner with any brand, right? Yeah. So it's, it's, a, it's definitely something uh, to say that we've partnered with these uh, giants, you know, and, and I think because of that, um, that says something about our brand, you know, in quality. Absolutely. Any company that gets uh, looked at and chosen to be a partner in any capacity with Apple and Google is definitely doing something interesting, something different yeah. for, for the sake of Apple's terminology. Right. Uh, so for yeah, me, that's, yeah. that's exciting and congratulations. Uh, uh, Thank you. Had no idea what spot I was putting you in when I said what I said earlier in the conversation. <laughs> and I was like, oh, you know, profits. But yeah, no, you're right. A hundred percent. And being a ragtag yeah. team and the price mm. point's amazing. Have you, is there, is there like a subscription on the software as well? Or are you just going based off, uh, based off that? Am I asking questions I can't ask? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. You know, there, there are, we have several products. In fact, we have the, the Bluetooth type products, you know, the close range with the crowd GPS enabled products. Those don't have a subscription. Okay. Uh, you purchase the product and it just works. 
um, without a subscription. And then we do have a, another product that is an LTE product it's called the Found, and it's essentially Bluetooth, but it's not piggybacked on those networks, the Apple or Google networks. It's actually independent. It's on LTE. It's a cellular product, and that does have a subscription. It's great for pets. It's great for a golf cart or uh, maybe your golf bag, you know, something that you don't want to uh, depend on the uh, uh, network of Apple or Google. Uh, you just want it to be independent, then uh, LTE works really well in that scenario. Um, and so that's 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 the only product that we have uh, with with LTE subscription. No, I think it's great. They're, they're de- yeah. That's just an extra insurance right there is what that mm-hmm. is, you know, for people yeah. who are looking for that. I think that's great. Exactly. Fascinating. Yeah. Have you, yeah. I have to ask, because just that, I'm just so curious about the product and the things that you've been doing with it. Have you yeah. developed partnerships with people for like long-term case studies of like how it's been going? Or is that just independent research that you're doing internally? Or what does that look like? Because I imagine those stories would be, you know, here is, and I don't know if you've done this right, but here is, let's say, dog walker XYZ. And they've been mm-hmm. using this in their dog walking business for 10 years and what it's mm-hmm. done for the safety of their customers. What, you, you see what I'm saying? Like those stories yeah. are already playing out in my head. Have you have you considered any of those options yet? <laughs> Absolutely. You know, we've we've uh, had several surveys. Of course, we hear from customers quite a bit. Um, and it, it, the thing about this is that typically, uh, unless it's groundbreaking, yeah. you know, exciting, <laughs> the fact that you saved my life type of thing, you don't typically hear about it as much, right? Because when people are happy, they're just happy. They don't want to take time away from their busy lives to, to report it. But we have had several instances where we've saved, uh, for example, one one uh, time there was a dog that was uh, that had one of the clips on them, and uh, apparently they got stuck under a log oh, in the no. woods, and they couldn't they couldn't find him and they couldn't hear him because you could buzz the device, but it, they were stuck under the log. And apparently they spent half an hour just because they can see that as they get into range, they're connected. So they knew they were close by and they kept on getting closer and closer. And then they can hear the buzz, you know, ever so slightly. And then they found the dog and the dog, apparently a, a tree, it was, it was a dead tree that had fallen oh on the dog. And, and, and the dog was uh, unconscious. Uh, but, but they found the dog and they removed the log and they saved the dog's life. Oh I mean, can you God. imagine if they couldn't find him? Um, so so that, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Uh, another time, uh, this was a customer that was using the LTE product and the, it was a tortoise. And so the, the customer was just very frustrated, couldn't find it. It was through support. And I thought, you know, let me, let me find their number and let me contact them myself because I want to, this is important. I'm, this is a, a life that we're dealing with. Yeah. And so we're on the phone and we're like, Okay, can you you know walk her through the app, et cetera? And I can tell that the the at least the device was where right where she was standing, you know, nearby, at least within hundred feet. That's how GPS works. So you don't know exactly where, but it's within hundred feet. And she kept on walking and walking. She's like, nope, I don't see you know my tortoise here, and I, I'm buzzing it. And I'm like, it's weird because it's buzzing. I know it's buzzing, you know, because you're telling me it's, it's saying it's buzzing, but you can't hear it. That's interesting. What's in front of you? There's a barrel. Okay. Is is the barrel upside down? Yes. Oh, okay. Can you <laughs> remove the barrel? She removes the barrel and she finds her tortoise that dug in, tried to dig herself out of the barrel. And she was dug in so deep that you couldn't hear the buzzer because it was in the ground. 
but she found it. And when she found it, she literally hung up on me and I'm like, what just happened? You know? And then she calls me back 10 minutes later, like so happy and proud. And thank you so much. You saved, you know, her life. And I was just, you know, and tortoises, you know, I don't know. Did they come back to you when you yelled? To, I don't know. I don't think they do. So, so this was a scenario where, I mean, this is the second time, the first time, the tortoise was, was somewhere under the bed and they couldn't find it. And then, yeah. you know, that helped them find it. But anyway. <laughs> you know, when you when you tell me this, I already see the possibilities with even like a farmland that has a lot of farm animals and things like that's such a big market already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just in general for tracking purposes and things of that nature. Yep. There's just so that. much utility. There's so much utility mm-hmm. to what you've developed. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. They they do that with Laura land. That's another technology that's long range, but uh, low power. Um, the, 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 absolutely. There, there are technologies out there for that, but you know what? We never, you never know. We might play a role in that as well. Um, I think it's worth looking into, you know, as absolutely. you begin to scale. Absolutely. Business. Yeah. 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 Sure. That's, that's definitely more of the, the, uh, after the Growth. chasm has been crossed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. exactly. No, man, it, it's been an absolute pleasure getting a chance to chat with you for real. And I, I, just, I want to roll out the red carpet for you, Daniel. Like, what do you want Thank the you. listener to do now that they've heard the stories, the heartwarming, gut wrenching, you know, and even interesting <laughs> ones like family bonding moments on the volcano and you're still safe yeah. uh, knowing where your stuff is at, you know? Um, yeah. Where do you want them to go? Do you want them to go to a website? Do you want them to check out your social media? What's the call to action? Sure. Um, I, I, I guess, uh, you know, it's, it's just the normal uh, uh, LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, um, et cetera, platforms. Uh, we're, we're on all of them and Instagram as well. You could also connect them, uh, with me on LinkedIn uh, for any business discussions. If you are interested uh, in this uh, uh, vertical or even starting your own business, et cetera, or at you know, any questions on Pebbleby. So look me up. I'm Daniel Dower. I'm the only person with that last name uh, and, and first name on LinkedIn. Uh, and then, of course, you can find us on Pebbleby.com. That's where all of our products are. Uh, and uh, just stay tuned. Once Google uh, Find My Device is launched, we'll start uh, shipping our latest products. And like I said earlier, uh, we're, we're uh, the only made-for-Google product. So uh, we're going through certification now and we'll be able to launch uh, hopefully as soon as Find My Device launches in the next few months. I think that's going to be great. And that's definitely going to yeah. make way more sales for the Pixel than it already does. I mean, that's a whole different story, <laughs> right? Yeah, but... Uh, well, yeah, it's $29.99 it's, as opposed to seven, $800 or 1000 Which I, I don't think know. is so, amazing, man. And yeah, to know yeah. that that's going to be at Costco as well. Everybody's mm-hmm. got Costco if you've got a family. And if you've got a family, you yes. definitely need one of these devices. Just at Absolutely. least one on any number of reasons I can think of. Daniel, yep, it's been yep. an absolute pleasure, brother. Thank you for stopping by. Likewise. Thank you so much, Phil. Appreciate it. You have a wonderful day.